Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is show number 49. This week's guest is Astro Beck, uh, Becky Remitowski, and she comes to talk to us about her Palomina Pinhole Project uh, and some Holga stuff. Hey everybody, welcome back to uh, the podcast. This is show number 49. Andrew, are you there? I am, yes. <laughs> Hello, how are you? I, I'm doing very well, thank you. Awesome. And it's uh, we've the winter has disappeared, spring has arrived, even though it's only end of February as we record. Yeah. But we're uh, we've got temperatures as high as... 15 degrees centigrade today. Oh my God. What is, is that? Uh, I, I don't know. 60? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. But I've got my shorts on. Oh my God. I've had my shorts on all week, showing my oh, legs so you, off. So you got a tan now then, huh? That's a nice base tan. No. Or no. Pasty, corpsey white. No, they're still, <laughs> they're, they're still pasty, corpsey white. But uh, my legs, my legs never go brown because I think it's because I've got such hairy legs. Oh. That the sun doesn't get to them, you see. Oh, yeah. You should shave them, Andrew. Yeah, I keep thinking about it, but that's just a bit weird, isn't it? Unless, you're a, unless you're a cyclist. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you shave yours, then? Me? Mm. Of course. I've, I st- I've started... I have beautiful calves, that's why I know. Do you? I don't shave my legs, I'm just joking. I've started, <laughs> um, I've started swimming in the mornings now. I go to early bird, go. early bird swimming with all the retired people. And uh, I'm figuring now that I need some... A proper pair of budgie smugglers, so I've, to make me more streamlined. Do you know what budgie smugglers are? Yeah, like uh, zippos. Uh, what do they call them? Speedos. Uh, speedos. Zippos. Yeah, pair of some speedos, and <laughs> speedos. Sh- and then I shave my legs so I can I can just get through that water like a torpedo. You see. So you're basically Michael Phelps. Is that the deal? Yeah, that's it. That's who I'm modelling myself on. Do all the other retired people there have neck tattoos, also, Andrew? Budgie catches. <laughs> budgie smugglers. <laughs> Uh, awesome. So um, anyway, so it's been great. The weather means I've been able to expose some salt prints to the sun. Cool, and that's been fun. Yeah, awesome. And your photography awesome. week? Uh, kind of slow during the week. Yesterday we went and um, went to a pottery. Uh, oh, I saw that you took like your reality reality yeah, yeah. camera with you, didn't you? Took a bunch of pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was fun. I'm going to go shoot today with uh, a four by five I got from James. Um, I saw that. That looks yeah. beautiful, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a cool camera. I'm excited about the shift, you know, and the rise, mm. you know, and all that fun stuff. So yeah, uh, that yep. cer- that certainly helps. I I, I was using his eight by ten prototype earlier mm-hmm. in the week when I met up with Graham Vasey, and I was using the top pinhole, so that gave me quite a lot of sky, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, less land. So that was Let's good. land. Mm. Anyway, before you introduce our special guest this week, Corey, can I, something I've meant to do the last two shows is give a shout out to the brilliant print magazine called Photo Classic International. That's Photo, P-H-O-T-O, you'll be surprised. Uh, but Classic, K-L-A-S-S-I-K, Photo Classic International. So they've had their first print edition that came out back end of last year and the January February one is just about to hit your doorstep and there's um, another 
I think the first edition, there was some pinhole work in there and there's more pinhole work in this one. And until the end of February, they're running a little competition and all you need to do is mention them in your Twitter tweet in your tweet okay so you this so you can't enter this Corey, because you don't do twitter uh-uh. but for listeners out there if you're if you're a twitter person then all you need to do is put a tweet out saying excited about the next issue of photo classic international and then tag these guys in at photo classic int but if you google photo classic international you'll get their details uh, so they're Twitter handle is at photo classic K L A S I K I N T. And you just say something like, I'm excited about the next edition. And you stand to win. I'm not sure how many they're giving away, but those little 35 millimeter cameras made by Le Rouge, L E R O U G E. So check it out. Are they giving us copies? No, I don't think so. Oh, man. Well, they might. <laughs> now, now I've given them a shout out, they might do. Awesome. So our guest, our guest has been patiently waiting. Um, this week we have Becky. Becky, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. Very well. Who, Becky who, Corey? <laughs> Rama, Rama Twalski. Oh, man. Rama it is so well earlier. Oh, uh, no. Andrew makes me nervous. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Ramatowski. Ramatowski. That was close. Now, Becky, yeah. you've um, you you. So, so hang on, so hang on. I, I I'm on, looking mate. at your Instagram, Becky, and I'm looking at a picture of uh, looks like maybe your yard, and uh-huh. there's um, a house on the right with the big blue star, and there's snowshoes standing up, <laughs> and it looks like there's probably three feet of snow in your yard. Is that your yard right now? Uh, that is not my yard right now. Okay. That was that was my yard three weeks ago. Oh, oh wow! And it could be my yard again. Oh right, it depends on how yeah. the, the mood of the weather. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So we get That's a impressive. lot of snow. <laughs> it looks. Yeah, I think so. Uh, all, all the all the last like ten pictures, uh, twelve pictures on your Instagram are extremely snow snow laden pictures well you work with what you got you know yeah i guess so <laughs> true so go ahead andrew i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you no that's okay <laughs> becky you're in new mexico i am in new mexico outside yeah. of albuquerque about 20 miles and i live eight miles south of route 66 excellent which as most people know or some people know or whatever don't know it goes from Los Angeles to Chicago. Yep. Yep. And you get your kicks on it, don't you? I have. <laughs> so you get your, your pinhole kicks. I so have. Here's, so here's what I know about New Mexico, courtesy of Google Maps. New Mexico is a southwestern U.S. state whose diverse terrain encompasses the... Ooh, chi- I, I wish I hadn't Googled this. Chihi, 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 how are you? Desert and the Sangre de Cristo Mountains. How do you pronounce that word? C-H-I-H-U-A. Chihuahua? Chihuahua. Chihuahuan Desert and the Sangre de Cristo Mountains. Its capital, Santa Fe, is founded in 1610. 
Wow. That must have been by the Spanish conquistadors or somebody. It's an old place. Yeah. Yeah. And it's known for its upscale upscale spas and Spanish colonial architecture. It's It's home to a vibrant art scene, which is probably why you live there as well as the Georgia O'Keeffe Museum. Wow, I'd love to go there. Yes. Featuring the artist's iconic New Mexican landscape paintings. Yes. And the open-air Santa Fe Opera. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. The opera's nice. How did you come to be living in New Mexico, Becky? Is it where you've always lived? Oh, no. I'm a Texan. I'm from Texas. And uh, we moved here about 15 years ago for work. And... The sky is very dark, which that's all I care about, really. If the sky is dark, I'm a happy girl. So you're a no light, no light pollution person then? I'm pretty much a no light pollution person. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Because you're getting well, it out there then. <laughs> as well as being a, a prolific pinhole photographer and toy camera photographer, pinhole camera maker extraordinaire, blogger, You're also a stargazer. (laughs) Not in that order. (laughs) Yeah, would you, is the stargazing passion, where do you put your passions? You know, can you rank them? Is it it stars first? Yes, always. Always. Um, I tell people astronomy is not really a hobby for me. It's more like a lifestyle. Mm. And see, like, uh, it's uh, nine nine o'clock here now. This is kind of early for me to yeah. get up because I usually stay up till four and then sleep till around 11. That's how I feel about beer and pizza. It's not really a, <laughs> it's a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. See, it's, it's the same. Right. Do you have a yeah. telescope at your home or do you go somewhere to view the stars? Both. I have an observatory in my yard with a telescope in it. And then I, I have that. an observing deck with a pier in the center of it to place a telescope. And then mm-hmm. I have other telescopes. Um, I've got a telescope in my living room right now that I'm working on. Um, gotcha. So I take telescopes out and about uh, to star parties or just take them with me to dark sites so I can look at the night sky. Cool. What's the star? Cool. What's the star party? Oh. Come on, Andrew, get with the times, man. You don't know what a star party is. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, then. Tell me, tell me, Corey, what is it? A party when everybody gets together and they stare at the stars. Yeah, and they well, bring the I, telescopes. I, I could have guessed. I, I could have guessed that really. I just that... guessed it too. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's absolutely right. Uh, some star parties are small, and I go to a lot of those or host them, and. Other star parties are quite large where there's 400 people there. Wow, really? Really. So whenever there's like a major um, astrological event, a comet or whatever, meteor shower, do you guys kind of throw out the throw out the, the star beacon like Batman and everybody just shows up in one spot and just kind of <laughs> watches? I mean, that's pretty um, cool. I think that's awesome. It, it's very similar to that. Um, like if there is a comet or an occultation or a conjunction or an eclipse, like we had earlier this year, we get together and take our telescopes or binoculars or whatever is needed 
and just, you know, kind of announce it and say, hey, we're going to be at such and such a place at such and such a time. Come join us and enjoy the night sky. Cool. Yeah. That's Some, really cool. Something happened just before Christmas, didn't it? It was two planets lined up. Was that, is that a conjunction? That's a conjunction. I, I want to say, say Jupiter and something, but I'm probably wrong. Um, well, the thing is, the planets are lining up all the time. And some people I talk to, especially the astrologer type people, and I don't want to offend them, but they get all spun. <laughs> oh, go, go ahead. <laughs> well, okay. Um, I'll just dump it all right here. They're, lo um, they're loonies. They don't listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> but they get all spun up about, oh, there's an alignment, and, you know, and all this stuff's going to happen. And, I, mm. and they get concerned about the alignments. And I just tell them, well, the way orbits work and the plane of the planets in relation to the sun and the earth and where we all are, if we get out of a line, that's when you should worry. Because right. if we're lined up, we're pretty cool. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, Becky. So pinhole. Pinhole, yes. Pinhole, <laughs> power to pinhole, power tools, telescopes, and ukuleles. <laughs> and peanut butter. Don't forget peanut, peanut butter. Home. No, we'll come on to that later. I'm okay. saving the I'm saving the best for last. Okay. Let's talk let's talk about her website. What's it called, Andrew? Oh, um Palomino Pinhole and other <laughs> and other distractions. <laughs> Palomino. Uh, Palomino. Palomino. Palomino Pinhole. <laughs> so you've been running this little blog. Little blog, it's a really great blog. I've subscribed to it. And since since 2013, I think. I think so. And you started it, I think, because you made a camera for a road trip. Do you want to perhaps tell us about your Palomino camera and your road trip? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, Palomino. Palomino <laughs> is a horse, except Palomino is really a color. And that's why I named this particular 4x5 camera I built that name is because of the color. So and it's a light it's a light color horse, isn't it? I did like know a, that. Like it's sand. Yeah. Sand yeah. or tan. Yeah. It's very light. And I built this camera because I was going on a road trip and I wanted a four by five uh, camera to take with me because I really like that format a lot. I do too. I built it and I think I took it to Utah with me was the first road trip it went on with me. Oklahoma. You went to Oklahoma, apparently. I went to Oklahoma as well, and it's been to Moab, to Utah. It's wow. been to Arizona a couple of times. It mostly hangs around in my backyard because um, that I do a lot of pinhole photography in my backyard because I like trees. <laughs> mm -hmm. Backyard, so, backyard photography or photography made within a sort of a radius of a few miles of your home, I think is some of the best photography because you you keep going back to it time and time again and interpreting it in different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's easy. I mean, it's just right there and you don't have to pack a big, you know, a big bag of stuff to go with you. No, you can just, you know, go and, you know, just decide, Oh, I think I want to go up the road you know, 10 minutes and I don't have to plan a whole lot for that to yeah. happen. Be back home for lunch. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. 
<laughs> so d- your your Palomino pinhole camera, Becky. <laughs> sorry, I just stop every time I say it. Is it what sort of angle of view is it producing? It's not. I don't. It doesn't look to be ultra wide. It seems like it's pretty wide. Does it? Okay. It's about seventy-five millimeters. Oh yeah, so there you oh, go. Okay. That's about what I got with the cone from Mike for that for his Titan. Yeah. Seventy-two. Yeah. So that's yeah. Those are nice. Oh. I have a but, Titan as well. Mm-hmm. But are you you you've been making pinhole cameras for donkey's years? I think is that correct? For donkey's ears. Oh, <laughs> not donkey's ears. You could make one for donkey's ears. I want to see these pictures. Donkey's ears. Donkey's for donkey. It's just an expression for a long time. <laughs> yes. I'm and going so to have to write that down in my book. Donkey's ears. <laughs> Is that not an expression that you guys have? Donkey's ears. Donkey's mm, ears. No, not really. No. Oh, there we go. No. Taught, taught you something for a long there time. And are you, time, yeah. you're making all your pinholes for your cameras or you, uh, do, do you buy them? I make them. I have, I've had a couple sent to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pinhole Billy has sent me pinholes and they're wonderful, but I like to just sit and drill, slowly drill with a micro drill. Mm-hmm. I like to drill. I like to drill my own. Yep. And I bought some. I bought some micro drills, but I think the trouble with the ones I've bought is that I bought them off a from a cheap Chinese supplier. And do you know my first problem? I, what? They they came in a plastic container, and I can't open the plastic container. Right. <laughs> but I'm I'm convinced as soon as I get these things out, they all come in like a little hand grip, and I'm sure they're going to break because this thing is like the smallest one is point one of a millimeter. It's, Whoa! Yeah. They will break. They're very fragile. Yeah. And if you put any pressure at all, I mean, it's just the lightest pressure. Yeah. And you're, you're basically removing the metal, a molecule at a time, basically. I think, I I think I'm going to be too cack handed for that. I think I'm just going to cack handed, you know, like. No, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) That means I. Don't have enough dex- manual dexterity. Oh, a klutz. Cack-handed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I don't have the patience for it. I'm just way too heavy-handed. Have you heard yeah, that? Yeah, heavy, heavy, heavy-handed. Heavy-handed, yeah. <laughs> heavy-handed. I think maybe cack, cack-handed probably means a bit more awkward, you know? A bit awkward. Yeah. Awkward and heavy-handed, so, uh, yeah. So how long have you been doing, making your own pinholes? Um, Becky, have you been for... Uh- Probably, I don't know. I don't really keep track of stuff. I just do stuff. Yeah. Um, maybe 10 years or so. Awesome. The first pinhole camera, well, let me back up a little bit. Okay. When I first got interested in pinhole, I'll say officially, uh, my dad had sent me a little pinhole book called The Whole Thing. Uh, it's a little hmm. paper book. It's real cute. Um and it's just got the basics, you know, nothing too technical because I'm not a technical person at all. I mean, you drill a hole, you put it on a box and you take a picture. That's right. it. So anyway, my dad sent me that and I read it and I thought, well, that's, that's cool. You know, that's really cool. 
And then my dad sent me a body cap, a pinhole body cap for my Pentax K1000. And I played around with that for a little bit, but it, um, it wasn't quite enough, if you know what I mean. You know, sure. it, wasn't, it wasn't, you know, I didn't get that feeling, well, I made this, you know, and right. I really like that I made that aspect, especially with pinhole, because it's so simple, you know, and it baffles me. Why isn't everyone on the planet ma- drilling little holes and making pinhole? Because <laughs> we're all cack-handed, that's why. <laughs> Well, okay. And we all have donkey's ears. <laughs> we have donkey's ears and we're cat candid, yeah. So, um, but that, that's kind of what started it. And then there was a call for Black and White Magazine, I don't know how many years ago, but Elsa McQuinney had a call out for some pinhole work and I submitted oh. and I got in the magazine. She was the old editor, wasn't she, before? She was the... She was the editor when the magazine started. Yes, that's right. Yes, it's uh, somebody else now, but whose name escapes me. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I kind of got I got in the magazine, and I was kind of you know, oh, that that's way cool. And then people kind of started contacting me because if you get in a magazine, sometimes all of a sudden it seems like, oh, well, you're the expert. Oh. <laughs> and I'm I'm not the expert by by a long way i don't want to be the expert because i just like to goof off with boxes with holes in them have fun yeah and have fun because if it's not fun i don't want to do it anymore yeah what's the point yeah what's the point so uh, but i have um i have a lot of pinhole cameras i hear you guys talking about who has what and all that and (laughs) i i have a lot um there's it's all about the box for me my husband buys me things in boxes regardless of what's in the box because (laughs) of the box it's all about the box cool i don't want what's in the box i just want the box (laughs) but you've you've shot everything from matchboxes i think up to four five have you gone bigger than four five or is four five your sort of i don't know i built them I built it eight by 10. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of it somewhere. It's got an elephant on it wearing cowboy boots that I painted on it. Awesome. Of course. Why wouldn't it have? <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, but eight by 10 is not my, my favorite because it's so large. Yeah. And I feel, uh, I guess, cack handed with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, once you've got your elephant ears on, you'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Donkey's ears. Donkey's ears. <laughs> oh God, donkey's ears, not elephant ears. But you could have elephant ears as well as donkey's ears. Yeah. Depends yeah. which camera you're taking out with you. Yeah. Have Have you um? So when did your uh, caffeinol experiments kind of all turn into this? And do you use caffeinol still pretty a lot all the time, or are you use a regular developer? I use caffeinol exclusively. I don't use cool. anything else. Wow. And caffeinol was a great fit for me. I don't remember exactly how I discovered it, but when I did discover it, it was like, oh my gosh, this is the perfect thing for me because when I was younger, still living at home, like in elementary school, I would go in the family bathroom 
and I would mix up concoctions like Pepto-Bismol and Alka-Seltzer <laughs> and rubbing alcohol and, you know, all these other things and uh, just mix them up to see what they would do. You know, I was like seven and my mother would always yell at me, you're going to blow up the house. Yeah, I was going to say, you can blow up if you mix like bleach and other cleaning fluids, you can cause an explosion. Must You can make mustard gas. <laughs> yeah. So when caffeinol came along and I discovered it, I was just at home. Uh, I love it. It works really well for me. And um, so I've, yeah. I've seen I've seen lots of people using caffeinol i've never i've never tried it um it's on my list of things to do i've got a very long list of things to do i'll tell you but, what if uh, you're going to do it mm -hmm. don't do uh don't buy the vitamin c pills get the uh, get well, in the powder i'm just about to ask i'm just about to ask becky because she seems um, to be more of an expert than you cory okay um, oh, no. No, <laughs> what her fate what her top tips are for caffeinol I, I did read somewhere that you should use crappy coffee, not very expensive stuff, but who knows? Absolutely. Use crappy coffee um, and do get the vitamin C powder. It dissolves better. Plus, mm -hmm. there's nothing else in it like starch or fillers. Yeah. You just get pure vitamin C powder. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the washing soda, which you can get, you know, at the, the grocery store. And yep. um, I think my biggest tip for using caffeinol is just go for it. And do you have a do do you follow a oh she's gone she's gone. I like using caffeinol. I I used it a long time ago and then I kind of just got away from it. But do you have a particular recipe that you follow? Um, I used um, oh, I can I can't remember the name of the website. There's a website that's post all of the recipes and i use the just the basic one um mm -hmm. and i use like folgers instant crappy coffee like already ground you know what i mean yeah the cheap stuff uh yeah and, and it, you used did you use washing soda and are they the three main ingredients the vitamin c the washing soda and the crappy coffee yeah there was something else what was it i can't remember i haven't done it in so long there she is she's back thank yeah. you all right. We were just we were just discussing. Would they be the three main ingredients, Becky? The crappy coffee, Salt. the vitamin you C powder, and washing soda, or do you add anything else like just... chili powder? Oh <laughs> no! If you want no. spicy pitch, <laughs> but yes, other people do. I just use the basic. They call it the Delta recipe, which is Delta, right? Delta, the washing soda, the vitamin C, and then the instant coffee. Mm -hmm. so, sometimes I throw a little salt in there. Um, That's what I did, yeah. Just to act as an extra little restrainer. But I've stopped doing that lately because I haven't really seen a difference. You know, use with the salt. So does that, does that help to calm the, calm the developing process down? Is that what it does? It just kind of slows it down and helps with mm -hmm. fogging. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. Bromide drag, too, which you get that when you do st stand development. Um, but yeah. it seems like I, were, I read somewhere that somebody, they were having problems with it, and they started putting salt in their cap and all. Yeah. So putting salt do, you, too. do you follow a normal agitation regime with it, Becky, or are you doing it sort of stand development? I do normal agitation. 
I don't have patience for stand. I don't either. No. <laughs> I've experimented with stand a few times, and I've, I've never been, at first glance, I think, wow. And then I look at the areas of even even tone, like skies, and sometimes it's a bit uneven, you know? Uh-huh. Right. And I... And I other people I know master it, but I, I haven't got the patience to master it, really. I just stick with conventional stuff. Yeah. I, love the, I love the idea, right, of homemade, completely homemade pinhole camera, caffeinol, and then contact printing onto watercolour paper with liquid emulsion. So everything is kind of, Soft you know, ho- you homemade. Well, no, not necessarily. <laughs> could, be, uh, could be liquid emulsions. Yeah. But um, I, I've got like many folks I'm waiting for my lab box and I think I, I don't really know why I would, why I backed the lab box but that seems to me it's a perfect companion for a bit of caffeinol you know mm-hmm. when you're when I'm out camping and I want to develop some film and I can just take my coffee with me <laughs> and the lab box there you go yeah okay. that sounds cool. perfect so what before you discovered caffeinol what were you using uh d76 there you go. So yeah, I use I, I use I use ID eleven for most things. So it's a similar regime. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so with these, um, so I have a question because I can't figure out how to look at the stereo images without crossing yeah. my eyes. Um, I can't do it. I don't know what it is about it. <laughs> What's the secret to getting stereo pictures to work? <laughs> I think someone told me this, that you can either do it or you can't. Yeah. And what I did, because I didn't think I could do it at first either, but I've got that Brian May book. My my husband gave it to me two Christmases ago, and I was looking through it, and I'd always had an interest in stereo viewing and everything, but I never really thought about doing it myself. And I thought, well... If I can't free view, I'm not going to make those pinhole pictures, you know, because I want to just be able to free view. So I sat in my living room and I, there are example photos in the Brian May book that you can look at, you know, stereo. And the book comes with a viewer, but I didn't want to use a viewer. I just wanted to be able to do it. And I sat in my living room and I had the book propped up on my desk and I just stared at it. And I told myself, I'm not leaving this room until (laughs) I do it. And it took about 30 minutes. Wow. Because your eyes naturally kind of want to cross. Yeah. Across my eyes. So what I do now, when I just sit down and I'm looking at one, you know, to free view, I kind of just look through the picture and kind of concentrate on that center seam. And then the picture, it splits. It goes from two to three. To three, yeah, it does, yeah. One appears in the middle, just kind of by magic. And the thing is, when it first starts splitting, you think, oh, my God, something's going wrong with my mind, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's all that (laughs) caffeinol. It's all that caffeinol. And, uh, but you just you know, relax and let it happen. And then it's there and it's great. Yeah, I can do it. I can do it with, I can do it with some images. Um, 
I was looking at a few of yours on your blog earlier, Becky, and some I could do it with and some I was struggling with. Uh-huh. And certainly I hadn't picked until I read the instructions somewhere on your blog, I hadn't picked up on that waiting for the third image to appear. So I get the third image. I can see that. Uh-huh. And then I think I just need to practice a little bit more. And then I think I'll get it all the time because some images work for me and some, some, some don't. Some, but, uh, some are definitely better. And when I try to make a good stereo picture, what I look for in a scene is to have a good, a good foreground, midground, and far off uh, sub- mm. subjects in the photo because that way you get the layers looking in. Yeah, the picture. Sure. yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Mm. And are you using a homemade stereo camera or one of these Holgers, or what are you using? Um, I've got a stereo flyer that Clint O'Connor made for me. I've got the prototype. I've got the first one because he wasn't really sure he was going to make, he only made a hundred of them. He ran a a limited edition Hmm. and I got the first one and he said, play with it, practice with it, what you like, what you don't like and all that kind of stuff. And I had it for a few months and of course, you know, I had to scramble to teach myself to free view. Cause like I said, I didn't want to do it. If I, took, if I, I didn't want to do it, if I couldn't do it, if that makes sense. Right. <laughs> so mine's huh. a, mine's a, a 3d printed camera. I think folks out there, if you want to get into stereo pinhole photography, the options that I'm aware of now. So I wasn't really aware of Clint's cameras, whether is he still making them Um I Becky, I I don't think so at the moment. Mm. But, but you can get the be convinced Todd, to make more. Also, Todd Schlemmer, I think, uh-huh. makes makes one. Uh, um, I don't know whether he makes them to order. He probably does. Um, <coughs> I've certainly, he he was posting quite a lot of stereo mm-hmm. pictures last year. Yeah, I've not was. seen any for a while. So I, I I'm I'm guessing he he can he can make you one if if you want to hit hit up. Uh, Todd, yeah. Maybe, maybe he makes the plans available. He does on most things. If you want to open source, print it yourself. You can print it yourself if you have such a thing. I've yeah. only got a an ink. I've only got an inkjet printer. I don't think that works on three uh, D <laughs> printing. Or you can go and find uh, still available on eBay the Holger stereo wide camera, which uh, there's two pinholes. Sure. Um, so I think they're your options. Yeah. But, but it's, you know, fun. it's not for everybody. No. There was a, um, when I was a member of a camera club years and years ago, there was uh, one or two guys who were very much interested in stereo uh, photography, but with lenses, you know, and that's a, that's a massive sub, sub-genre of photography. Uh-huh. And I think there's still the Stereo Photographic Society in London. There is. And uh, there's some beautiful old stereo cameras. Yeah. And... Uh, and viewers, yeah, yeah, and some of these guys used to um, do it in for audiovisual using slides, chromes, you know, and and then I think you probably had to wear—I don't know whether you had to wear the glasses. I can't remember now. You probably. know the different colours. Yeah. But it was a ma- it was a massive thing. I imagine the stereoscopic society is still going. I think so. It's mentioned in that Brian May book I mentioned earlier. Yeah. So is that? Because Brian May, your love of Brian May presumably is to do with the fact that you play a ukulele and Brian May is, of course, the ukulele player in Queen. (laughs) (laughs) 
I never made that connection, but okay, I'll go for it. <laughs> no, he's an astrophysicist. I know he is. Yeah. 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 So have you seen really the film? Have like you him. seen Have you seen the new film, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody? I have. It's I wonderful. Have. Brian May, the character who plays Brian May, isn't he's uncannily like him, isn't he? In the way he speaks, his his mannerisms, his looks. Does he have that hair? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and um, in fact, they're all all the guys who play the different characters. They've they've, they've pretty much they've pretty much nailed it. Yeah. Really close. <laughs> they're they're very good. Cool. But he's in it. so you got into Brian Brian May is a photographer as well. I don't know. I Becky? don't. I don't really think so. I just know him from astrophysics and you know so, so this this book band. what's the book he, the book he published is that all about stereo photography or is it about other things it's about stereo photography and the history of it there's okay. viewers there's a viewer the book comes with a viewer and there's a nice selection of old uh stereo photos you know that were made around london and in england that are quite okay. nice of cottages and just you know the landscapes people yeah, it's very nice. Because you can get those sometimes in antique stores. You can find those little handheld wooden ones. You slide them backwards and forwards, don't you? Until it, yeah, uh, uh-huh. till it comes into till your eyes three D. <laughs> till your eyes cross. Yeah, until your eyes cross, and you have donkey ears. <laughs> yeah. Old club band Andrew. That's what I'm gonna start calling you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Becky, do you go on lots of road trips? You say your pinhole journey really. Or your photography journey started with a road trip, um, donkeys years ago, <laughs> um, and uh, you got your your uh, Palomono camera <laughs> for uh, your road trip. Uh, is this your? You like road trips, and what is your favourite road trip camera? Oh my goodness, um, the Holga. Yay. The yeah. Holga. And I also, oh my gosh, I really like the Vivitar Wide and Slim. Mm. It shoots wide. You know, it's 22 millimeters. So it's like, you know, almost shooting out your ears wide. And it's little, it's so small. It's pocket size. That's a 35 millimeter camera, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I wear mine on a lanyard around my neck, so it's it's no bother at all to have it with you. To shoot. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Those things those things were very popular a couple of years ago. I think they went up in price to some stupid money, didn't they? I don't, I don't know what they sort have. of value, what what they fetch now, but probably something ridiculous. A million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Well, not quite. <laughs> And, you know, once uh, Vivitar stopped making them, then Superheads came along and reissued them and made them in crazy colors. And they were mm. fairly inexpensive. Well, I say inexpensive loosely. They were like $30. But now they're like 60 and $90. Sure. And they're not worth, you know, 14 cents. <laughs> right. No, it's like the Holger Wide pinhole when that went up to people were trying to get 150 pounds or you know 180 dollars for one and i wouldn't pay anything like that but well, you finally bit shh i didn't oh no yeah but i didn't pay anything like that 
and we've lost. Yeah. Well, we're doing well. Yeah, should we go uh, back? Thirty-nine minutes in. Yeah, yeah. Fine. So I have actually given in and bought myself a Holger wide pinhole camera. Um, but I, I paid sixty pounds for it delivered, so that Whew, was sixty that was, pounds. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they were new when they were first sold. You know, I don't know. Um, but when it, they were but... when they were brand new, uh, they were yeah, they were like fifty. Um, no, I think they were about seventy bucks. They're about seventy five dollars when they. So this is out. okay. Yeah. So I, mean, I paid I paid sixty, and it comes. Uh, it's been shipped from Hong Kong, so I don't know whether it's. Uh, Someone found he, he seemed to have a few of them, but I got the last one. And it, but it comes in a box with a strap and the, and all the masks and stuff, you know. Mm, that's nice. So, uh, uh, but is it six by nine and six twelve? Isn't it? Yeah. All go wide. Sure is. I yeah, like the I think, six by nine format on that camera. That, it's a good camera. You'll have fun with it. I mean, you'll get some good shots with it. Yeah. So I'm finally finally got one. You have a Holger wide as well, Becky. I do, I do, and I really like it. Yeah, I saw some of your shots on one of your blogs. I don't know whether it was the $9 Holger site or on your Palomino site. Yeah, the Holger Wide's just so handy to carry around. It's it's a good it's a good little camera. Yeah, mm. it's kind of bulletproof too. As is most you, of our panel cameras that we're making now, though. You know, I mean, a lot I mean, short of it being cardboard, I guess. Yeah, Becky, you, we, we, both Corey and I are Holger fans. I'm, I think probably if you look on my Flickr stream, I have more posts of Holger pictures than anything else, and it's probably the medium format camera I shoot the most. Even though I've got some, you know, great world, medium world format class. cameras, <laughs> world class, yeah. But the Holger, I've got two or three Holgers, but I've yet to convert one to pinhole. But I'm you know, one or two people we've spoken to have, have done so. And you've done so, Becky, as well, I think? I have. The very first pinhole camera I had, uh, aside from that lens body cap that my dad sent for my Pentax, was a Holga I chopped up and converted. So you 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 take the lens off to expose the body. Are you keeping the shutter, the shutter mechanism still? No. No. So it's all all going. It's all gone. Just a lens cap. Just uh, lens cap anymore, you know. Piece of tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are you doing? Are you are you cutting off the lens with a saw or something? Or (laughs) you could take it off with screws. Yeah. Can you? It just comes. Yeah. It just comes off with screws. Two screws, and the whole the whole works comes off. The shutter. And what are you? What are you then using to make your pinhole? What, what, What materials are you using to? sort of cover that gaping hole that you've got left <laughs> well that gaping hole what i use to cover the the main big part is i go to home depot or lowe's and get one of those small four mica samples mm-hmm. the little squares yeah and i cut that down uh and trim it and then drill a larger hole like a quarter inch hole in that and then i put the pinhole that i've drilled in that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I, oh. just, um, I epoxy it in or super glue it in or whatever I think will hold it in because I. You could use it. You could use any material really, but I suppose at least formica could, is fairly similar to the plastic, so it's nice and weatherproof. Well, and it's thin. Mm. It's thin and, and it's <laughs> wet. yeah, yeah, it's free. <laughs> yeah. 
in, it's cheap, and it's dark. I mean, it's very dense, so you don't have to worry about light getting through mm. there. I'll have to get myself over to Home Depot because we don't have any of those here. <laughs> so by the time I've flown to America, that bit of free for Mike is going to be expensive. expensive. <laughs> I'll mail you one. There you go. There you go. That's what I was asking. That's what I was waiting for. Okay. It's been a, it's been a, few, it's been a few weeks since somebody sent me anything. I'll, <laughs> I'll send you some free samples. <laughs> Excellent. But the thing is, I, I well, my three Holgers are quite... I have two with built-in flash with plastic lenses and, and just one of the Holger ends, you know, the basic ones. So I'm, I'm just a bit... I, I don't really want to start taking them apart, but I think I will. I'll sacrifice one of them. I just, I just, uh, I just sacrificed one to uh, Graham, um, Graham Hupton, who was on our show. Uh, chicken chicken thumbs, thumbs. You know? yeah. Mm -hmm. I sent him a bunch of X-ray film, some paper, um, a Holga, a roll of film, and a print I made. Uh, and he's going to do uh, some uh, designing, some logos and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So those, uh, I don't know if you're aware, Corey, but certainly. Sunny 16 podcast and also classic lenses photography was classic lenses podcast they both um they both use this site called ko hyphen fi coffee cool and uh, it's a site where people can just buy them a cup of coffee so they have folks giving them you know <laughs> a couple of dollars here and there and uh yeah. I'm not suggesting we should do that. I'm just yeah. saying I don't know if you if we, we are you aware of coffee buying no. a cup of coffee? No. no. I haven't heard of it either. No. A couple of websites are using it now. A couple of blogs uh, yeah. what are we? Podcasts are using it now <laughs> as okay. a way of um way of ra raising money, but we don't spend anything at the moment. But Cory Cory's yeah, so. um, just given away some of his uh cameras I to fund some artwork. I'm into I'm into bartering for stuff, you know what I mean? That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's so, good. Yeah, I like and bartering too. I'm making so what is t shirts. It? I'm making t shirts with a very special, very limited image on them. Um and I'm not gonna tell you tell anybody what it is. Uh but hopefully they're gonna be able to be I'm gonna give them so you can purchase one. So uh, Aunt, yeah. Andrew, do you like the flash model Holga? Yeah, that was my first one. So I have the 120 FN. I've, in fact, I have two 120 FNs, and I don't use the flash a lot. But when I do, it's really kind of useful. You know, sometimes I just use it to throw a little extra light in outside. Um, oh, for Phil. Okay, Phil flash. Yeah, n yeah. Not. I can't think how it would be much use for pinhole. No. So I think if I'm going to convert one for pinhole then it would probably be my 120N or I just get one that's broken on eBay or something if I can yeah, find one. do that. Yeah, because I, I can't think of flash. The flash that comes on the body of the Holgers would be much use for pinhole, really. No. Yeah, just let's <laughs> yeah, get a plain so. old cheap one. Yeah, no, will do. Um, because I, what draws you to plastic cameras, in particular the Holger, Becky? I can work on them. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> but your 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 other your other blog site called Nine Dollar Holger. That's is, where I'm at. They're not pinhole shots, are they? Largely. Largely not. 
Um, and I have I have a handful of Holgas, and I found one last September. It was nine dollars, and I couldn't pass it up. And I brought it home, and I would just I like to shoot it just as it is instead of tinkering with it. You know, I haven't painted the inside flat black. I haven't adjusted the shutter or didn't, you know, done anything like to it like that. And it's, it leaks when it wants to, it has light leaks, which sometimes. Not many though. Not many. No. It looks pretty good. I I never really suffered with light leaks. People talk about light leaks. If I think if I had a light leak, I'd want to fix it, but I I don't really look for light leaks, but. Yeah. I, I don't particularly care for them and. The main yeah. thing is, I don't want the back to fall off of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah you, qu- you quickly learn that, don't you? I was, <laughs> I took mine to, I took mine to the USA in 2012, shortly after I'd got it, and I was in the, in New York, and I was shooting some people on the streets, and suddenly, the black, the back just flew off. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then I, then I, re- then I had to go and buy myself some tape. So that I could yeah. screw that, make sure that bad boy didn't come off anymore. I put yeah. Velcro on the end. <laughs> Velcro tape, rubber yeah. bands, uh, band aids. <laughs> band aids—that's a good idea. But I, I don't—I don't routinely tape tape the seams up because I don't seem to suffer from light leaks. But I do. It, I hate light leaks. <laughs> well, I, I don't—I don't have them, so I don't need to worry about them. So you know, my, I take my hot, Do you? Yeah, I've never needed to. Maybe because well, we don't get we don't get much sun here, so it's probably not an issue. Well, I take mine, and it's mainly out of habit because when yeah. I got got my first Holga, that was kind of part of the instructions when I bought it. I said, <laughs> "Well, you need to tape it," and I just did it because you know I was doing what I was told. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Are you are you finding that the subject matter you're shooting with your Holga, which seems to be, uh, you know, a lot of uh, buildings, not many people, road trip images, buildings. Uh, are you drawn to specific subjects for that Holger? Same sort of things with pinhole, or are you looking for different different subjects? I'm, if you, you know, the overview I would say of my pinhole and my Holger photography is just uh, outdoors, long, sweeping landscapes. Trees, of course. I'm drawn to trees. I I don't think I've taken maybe four pictures of people ever. Mm. Um, there's enough other people that take good people pictures, and I don't need to do that. The, the Holger is excellent for portraits, but anyway, that's another story. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not my thing. I'd rather... And the other thing is, I drive around in my truck by myself, these back roads and stuff so there's not many people around so it's all landscape and the landscape is continually changing you know and you've probably done this you know driven by something well i'm going to come back and i'm going to take a picture of that building or whatever and then months go by or years go by and then you come back and well you know the building's gone yeah so i've I kind of made it my own personal rule that if I see something now, I'll take the picture of it now. And it's usually landscape or architecture or something like that, or just a weird sign. Yeah, yeah me too. I think that the Holger's made for that, isn't it? It is. It's really made for that. It is. And it's not, 
you know, intimidating because if people do see you, you know, holding a camera like that, taking a picture of it, they, they don't take you seriously. You know, like, well, what's that thing going to do? <laughs> yeah, you know, right. and I don't. The back will probably yeah, fall off. Yeah, it will. <laughs> and and then you know, I, I have a I have a Mamiya RB sixty seven that yeah, I yeah, me me too. And I love it. And I take it around. Of course, you have to put it on a tripod, or it's really big and gawky. And when people see you with that, then their opinion changes of who they think you are. Mm-hmm. And, and your worth. worth and what kind of work you do and who you are and what you're doing. And, and people want to talk to you. And I don't always want to talk to people when I'm out taking pictures. <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't want to talk to, I don't want to talk to people anyway. Who wear... <laughs> <laughs> and no, that, that, that's not true. I, I Except love... for us, right? There's, for... <laughs> there's nothing more when I'm out with a, with a film camera than it engaging people with conversation about it because it's something to be something for me anyway to evangelize over you know oh yeah film. but like you know if a pinhole i my preference is to not use a tripod even with pinhole because yep. then again the tripod attracts attention mm-hmm. um my favorite thing to do really is to just get in the truck with some film and not take a pinhole camera with me, but go find some tin can somewhere, you know, in a, a trash can or whatever, and just make a pinhole camera on the fly. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I've done it a few times. What do you, is this with pinholes that you've got in your bag already pre-drilled, or are you just going really basic and pushing no. a pin through some aluminum can or something? That, the latter. Just go find a can, take, you know, I have my little drills with me and some, uh, a changing bag usually, and Uh then some sheets of film or, or paper, photo paper. And depending upon what I find, you know, if it's like a little T10 with a nice lid, then that's, you know, that's gravy. Mm. That's easy. Then just Mm -hmm. poke a hole in it. And, you know, I don't, I don't measure my pinholes. I don't do any of that. And I don't meter I just, you know, be the emulsion, be the emulsion uh, kind of thing and put it in the can and take pictures, you know, a couple of shots and then see what it's like because it's fun. Yeah. But if you're using, you know, you've got a wealth of experience of making pinhole cameras and are you using a, a standard set of emulsions, either film or paper, so you get a feel for how it reacts and behaves? So. A yeah, stock. I do. Um, I like Pan F and, you know, Delta 100. I like mm-hmm. slow films if I'm going to use film or a cross. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've got a stash in my freezer of a cross. And uh, then paper, you know, photo paper, which you rate around, you know, four, six or Harman Direct Positive. I rate it around two because that way it just kind of builds in the reciprocity. And I don't really pay attention to that either because I don't count. I just, when I'm taking a pinhole picture, I just stand out with the camera and think, well, I, I yeah. think it's had enough photons hit the emulsion. It's probably done. <laughs> <laughs> I love we, it. We believe that reciprocity is a myth also. I, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I you think know, you I, can worry. I think you can worry too much about it. 
uh, I think, really. I, I think I think you can mm. too. Yeah. Really and truly. And like I said earlier, if it's not fun, I don't want to do it. And I don't want to be bothered with, yeah. oh, where's my light meter? Or where's, you know, what's the reciprocity on this particular film? Or, you know, how big's the pinhole and all that kind of stuff. It's just go out there and do it. Get on yeah. the swing and swing. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's the that's good thing about pinhole, I think, is because you can be as in-depth and into it as much as you want, or you can be like you, Becky, and just by just taking a picture and just put it in there and just yeah. do it, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, uh, yeah. you mentioned earlier, after you've done it for years, you kind of get a feel for, like, your environment and your light, you know, and how long it's going to be, which I don't know how long it's going to be. Uh, people ask me that all the time when they see a pinhole picture. Well, what's the f-stop and how long was it and all that? And I, honest, I honestly don't know, so I just make up stuff. <laughs> you know? And, you know, well, that that's probably reasonable, you know, and if they try it, you know, they'll, they'll probably get something. Or like when I drive, I like to drive and just have a, a pinhole, you know, kind of set up on the steering wheel. And then mm-hmm. that's by... Yeah, you- Mile, well, a, half a mile. <laughs> just um, February, just a few weeks ago, you posted my kind of place. That's great. I see a lot of pinhole. In fact, this isn't pinhole. This is this is Holger, um, but straight out of the window. Yeah, you're with your one twenty s. Oh yeah, and uh, that's a great picture. So that's Highway sixty. Is that? Oh yes, but, my favorite road. Yeah, that's yeah. just great. I love them. I love those american roads if i could go back every year i would do with my holger you should well i know but you know it costs money doesn't it to fly out to america <laughs> it does you should come here have you got a passport because cory hasn't um i do have a passport and actually yeah. my uh my ancestors are from north of london northeast of london yep do you know whereabouts uh Apsful, i think it's called I, okay. I, I don't know. It's donkey's ears away. Yeah. <laughs> were they, um, were they, did they leave of their own choice or were they deported because they'd stolen a loaf of bread? <laughs> Curry, no. Curries are all criminals. Criminals, aren't they, Curry? No. Mine are from Antarctica. They, they left on their own accord and they came to America and they turned into farmers. Do they? Yeah, they're all farmers. That's on my mom's side. My dad's family is from Berlin. Oh wow! Okay, have yeah. you been? No. You should if you get a chance. I, if you come to Europe, Berlin is probably one of my favorite favorite cities. It's just great. I'd love to go to Berlin. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to come to England. Yeah, well, you you'll be we'll make you very welcome. Oh well, thank you. Thank you. Here you go. I'll just bring some drills and some film, and I'll find a yeah, no, you... over there and do it. You can come and stay in. Uh, come and stay in War Boys. I'll show you the fens. Oh, okay. The fens. The fens. Yeah. Right. F-E-N-S. No, it's not F-E-N-S. It's the area where I live, Becky, and it's very flat and very open. And I was out in the car earlier today, this morning actually, and I shot a couple of roll, a couple of images on my on Todd's camera of low sunlight through reed beds. And my uh, the sat nav on my wife's car was showing 
minus two feet below sea level. So that's oh my. There you come, go. <laughs> come the floods will. In fact, war boys are as you come out of this low lying area, two feet below oh. sea level, it actually goes up to about um, uh, sixty feet. Yeah, about th- about twenty twenty odd meters. Wow. So my little village is about sixty feet above sea level, but you can drive out the back of war boys, and immediately you're at sea level. So it's uh, very interesting. That sounds hmm. cool. I it live is, at seventy-two hundred feet. How many? Seventy-two hundred. Do you? Well, you're a bit higher up. I get nose. But I get a nosebleed if I go above sea level. <laughs> well, you would. But I think I think you should. You know, like if you live somewhere, just take your time. You know, I, I was out with a mate earlier in the week, and he said, you know, he said, Andrew, my photography is just these days within five miles of my house. Uh huh. And, and, and I you think gotta be um, so much to explore. The Stories. Photographer, the photographer Keith Carter. Um, yep. I don't know if you know who that is, but Keith Carter kind of operates on that method of just close to home, you know. Mm. Yep. Close to home. And I can, like this morning, I was out and I, and I was down a road, driving down a road, and I stopped. And I've photographed similar scenes time and time again, but they're never the same. Never the same. The lighting's always different. Yeah. You know, the the wind is either moving the the, the yeah, Season. and it's and, and to go back to places and and understand them intimately. And I think pinhole is great for that because, you know, I know Becky, your one of your themes because I've read some of your articles that you you know you've been interviewed by she shoot she shoots film, uh-huh. uh, and you. <laughs> Yeah, she talk about stories, feelings, and time. Well, capturing time in a, with a pinhole camera is—it's a little time machine, isn't it? And and it's just the perfect vehicle. It it is absolutely, yep. and it's you know I wish sometimes that you could hear, you know, the pinhole photo. You know, everything. <laughs> you know, the birds or the cars or the wind or the breeze or whatever was happening. I wish you could get the whole feeling of the entire environment. You know, and the ambiance that was happening while the pinhole was maybe maybe what you want to do. I've seen a few exhibitions where they've been accompanied by sound. So, when you're making your pinhole exposure, have some yeah, Record have some it. kind of recording device. Oh yeah. So you you probably want to get don't just hold your iPhone up because you'll get all kinds of weird background noise, but something that gives you a half decent recording, uh-huh. and and then. Even if you just have them at home, you know, view your work, print your work out, and play play the sound, or or go and approach a cafe and get a little exhibition going somewhere <laughs> where it's both. Um, you know, you could yeah. maybe the one I went to a few years ago. You could put the headphones on you, and you're looking at this image, and it was it was not the sound that was recorded at the time, but it was music that was related to the to what the photographer was imagining as he as he made oh. the images so so you could do that you could but i think that's a great idea capture sound and pin that's up. what uh that's what tony does tony tony Hertz he does doesn't he like that's that. right uh, he does yeah. yeah if you go back and listen to tony hertz from a few just before christmas he's making pinhole beautiful beautiful weird abstract pinhole images with sound mm-hmm. isn't he oh, but look. i don't think it, mm-hmm. you look up tony hertz h h i r t said I will. And, you know, uh, Lena, Lena Kahlberg has made little uh, matchbox movies. 
Matchbox pinhole movies. Huh. Yeah. We didn't, we, no, we didn't talk about that when we had her on the show, did we? No, we didn't. She, I think we're going to have to extend the show time she, soon. <laughs> she's great. Lena's great. Uh, she's got the little Matchbox yeah. pinhole uh, plan on her site where you can. Oh, yes. Her, um, what Pinhole.se. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great that's a great site Pretty actually. Great resources, Lena's Pinhole dot se. Mm-hmm. It is Be- Becky. We've been steering you along different avenues in this last hour. But is there any is there anything that you really want to get off your chest about Corey? You know, thing that you've been burning <laughs> to say. Is there a topic that we haven't touched on that you want to spend five or ten minutes on? Because um, we we can well, do that. There, there's one thing. In particular, mm-hmm. that I think Corey sounds like John Corbett from Northern Exposure. Who? Yeah, oh, really? the voice. <laughs> you know, Chris. I think Chris in the Morning was his character on Northern Exposure. I've no idea yeah, what you're yeah, talking about, yeah. but I yeah, listen, is there, listen, is, there listen, is there a lot of mileage in this? Because you, Corey, went on to the Negative Positives podcast, <laughs> and what did you say Andre Dominguez looked like? He was some TV character, wasn't he? Um, Danny, but yes. So, 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 so Corey, because I'm going, I'm going to have to go online in a little while once we've stopped this show and, and find out John Corbett Northern Exposure. John Corbett, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, as far as well, I should. Well, I can't quite plug this yet, but I'm... <laughs> clearly not. No, because no, you just got. You can't. You certainly. Can't. <laughs> so, well, we'll hang out for just a second because I'm sure she'll be right back. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, do you want to stop and we'll uh, we'll have a little <laughs> break and then come back and finish off with her? Well, let's see. Maybe she'll be back. Yeah. Well, we're pretty much at your 60 minutes anyway, so you can you can you can you can edit this bit. Right. Oh, we, so can we can just, just let it, it go. I wanted to come back so she can keep. Giving me uh, oh. accolades and praise. <laughs> is it worth it though? So who is this guy? Who is this guy? This um, John Corbett. Have you ever seen that movie called uh, uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Yeah. Is he in that? Is he the big? The guy is he the that, big? The, the big fat marries. Greek guy. The guy that she marries with the hair. Oh, I can't remember. I'll have to look it again. That's, that's, that's you, is it? I think that's who she's talking about. That's me. I don't quite have the hair. <laughs> Definitely don't have the hair. <laughs> the, the only other, the only other thing I want to ask Becky when she rejoins us is um, to explain her love of peanut butter and pinhole cameras, and and why they, why they're, why they're the two things that she dreams about. Oh, I love peanut butter. I can eat it with a spoon. Yeah, she does too. Crunchy. Yeah. You're a crunchy, crunchy or spoon. We're really waffling I'm a, now. I'm a crunchy. We should just we, we should just <laughs> hang up. Let, hang up. Go to a little break. Get Becky back in and we can sign off properly. How's that? Okay. All right, we're back. Andrew. We are. Well, I'm here. Have you lost your guest? I went and got some peanut butter. Yeah, right. she's not. She has to come back. So, so what have we got to sign off on, uh, folks? If you want to, um, we'll wait for Becky to join us. In the meantime, if you 
want to join us on the Facebook group, you can do that. We have the Lensless Podcast Facebook group, and we're now up to 557 members or something. There she is. Yay. So, hello, Becky. We'll stop. We're just advertising our Facebook group, so folks out there can join us on the Facebook group, the Lensless Podcast Facebook group, which is a great, friendly place to hang out. You can follow us on Twitter at the Lensless and you can follow Corey at Pinhole Cannon, where mm-hmm. he posts lots of stuff on the show. But Becky, before we sign off... We'll let her finish what she was saying. She yeah. was talking about... Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. I was abducted. Where did um... we get to? You were abducted by those aliens out there in the desert, weren't you? I was... Donkey, donkey's ears. Donkey's ears. <laughs> They're all over the place out here now. Um... What were you talking about anyway... before Corey cut you off? Um, no, I, I just dropped out. Um Anyway, I'm going to be jurying a toy camera show upcoming, and the announcement will be made on March 1st, so I will uh, plug it there. I can't say a whole lot about it just yet because they don't have it ready to go, and uh, anyway, look for it March 1st. I'll plug it on my uh, Facebook site, and it'll be fun. Toy camera. Put it... um share a link into the facebook group becky as well okay yes absolutely because i one thing we hadn't touched on was that you've been running a few workshops or workshops of things that you get involved in yes um mostly pinhole Mm -hmm. i was uh, scheduled to do a workshop a couple of weeks ago but we got blasted with snow so that's been postponed and it hasn't been rescheduled yet but i'll i'll let you all know about that as well that's it Yes, yeah, so yeah. folk, folks who are out there in New Mexico area. Yes, yeah. Get yourself do a a, a Route sixty six road trip and a and a Becky workshop. Mm-hmm. We can, and there's usually always tacos involved. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Tacos. Yeah. Any kind, any kind of food and photography and beer. That's what you need. That's right. Food, photography, and beer. No, you said. Tacos? What did you call them? Tacos. Ta- tacos. Taco- tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Taco. Yeah. What? That's right. Tacos. That goes with the Palomino. Uh... <laughs> it's obviously Get a Andrew week, isn't it? All right. Uh, so, can, can I just can I just ask you one last thing, Becky? Sure. When Absolutely. you go to when you go to sleep, what do you dream about? I'd like to think it's peanut butter and pinhole. <laughs> Um, crunchy, crunchy peanut butter. No, it's uh, absolutely crunchy peanut butter. That's right. No smooth in my house. <laughs> what I dream about, I'm usually thinking about stars and telescopes and, you know, what I need to work on. And because I do lists of objects, you know, I look, I get a list of things where I go to a particular star chart page and I just look at everything on that page cool and uh that that's that's how i dream i dream of a bunch of dots on paper <laughs> little white dots <laughs> uh they're little black dots on white paper a little black dots. yeah right <laughs> yeah that's that's what i dream about cool yeah not pinhole not um peanut butter then no uh, sorry okay sorry right. i love peanut butter but i don't dream about it Okay, Curry. Yo. 
Are we going to wrap up this uh, round? Yep, we'll go. Um, uh, you wrap it up. Well, we kind of wrapped it up before Becky joined us again. <laughs> so you've already, we've already told you, lovely people, where you can find us. Uh, yeah. You can you can find my photography at uh, Warboys Snapper, Warboys Snapper underscore pinholes on our Instagram. Becky, yeah. um, you want to tell folks where they can mainly find you? Sure. You want me to wrap it up? Yeah. Well, you can I'll just say you can just give people where they can find you online. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you can find me online on Facebook. I'm Astro Beck. And now that you all have heard my voice, you know I'm a girl and not a dude because a lot of people think Astro Beck is a dude. <laughs> and also Palomino Pinhole on Blogspot. Mm-hmm. Which is great. And, and yeah. $9, $9 Holga on Blogspot. And I'm really and truly a lazy blogger. I'd like to be a you know, on schedule blog or post every day, but I don't. And uh, I'm on Lensless on Facebook, hanging out with you all, wonderful pinhole makers and <laughs> pinhole photographers and camera builders and all that, because it's really a great community. I just want to yeah. plug that in the group. Everybody's really helpful. I don't know what it is about pinhole people, but. I think we like to suffer together is what it is. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but the community, the pinhole community, more so than a lot of other communities, there's not that uh, crazy competition, you know, well, I did this, but I'm not going to tell you how I did it. Kind yeah. of thing. Everybody wants everybody to know how to do everything. And I think that's just great. And we can move together as one. Forward. That's right. In perfect harmony. I'd like to teach the world to sing, really, wouldn't you? <laughs> In perfect harmony. Would you yeah, like to do that? Don't be, don't be plugging your coke around here, buddy. <laughs> so, right. All right. Yeah, so uh, thanks for coming, Becky. Um, oh, thanks for having me. It was great we fun. Hope, hope everybody has a great week. Um, hang on to your donkey's ears, and we will talk to you guys next week. Mm. Bye. Okay. All right, bye. All right. It's been a blast. Thanks. Bye. 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 I've written down uh, um, what have I written down oh yes so your Palomino is that right Palomino 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 yes sorry yes of course Palomino, <laughs> Palomino. <laughs> I'm going um, to start calling it that though Palomino Palomino <laughs> <laughs> Just Palomino, Palomino. Yes, I did. I did know that. I think. So that <laughs> that that camera you seem to have built in 2012 for a road trip, and then you kind of just kept going, and it feeds your little blog. I think. Yes, it does. I'd like to talk about road trips and.